Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. It's Friday. Another work week is over. And our chapter day journey is going to land us in 1 Samuel chapter 5 as we wrap up this work week. It was verses 4 through 5 that resonated with me this morning. It says, The following morning when the Philistines rose, there was their god, Dagon, fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold. Only his body remained. That is why, to this day, neither the priests of Dagon nor any others who entered Dagon's temple at Ashdod's step on the threshold. Today's podcast is entitled, God in and out of a box. For many years, I've had an idea for a book about the things that the contemporary church continues to get wrong all the time. Now, if I ever do write this book, which is very questionable, one of the chapters would be about church buildings themselves. From an early age, I was taught to treat a church building as sacred space. The building was and sometimes is referred to as God's house or the house of God. It's a place where you find sanctuary in God's presence, all the different traditions that go around that. Now, in yesterday's podcast, I spoke of treating God like a good luck charm. And I'd like to think of our perception of church buildings as God in a box. Now, the problem with believing the church building is God's house of course, that Jesus was very clear that he was changing the paradigm. In his conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus addressed her question about the right place to worship God by saying, quote, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain that you Samaritans worship on nor in Jerusalem where all the Hebrews worship him. A time is coming and has now come. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks, end quote. Now, Jesus doubled down on this paradigm when he and the disciples were leaving the temple in Jerusalem one day. His disciples commented on the magnificent temple, and Jesus replied, you know what? (laughs) It's going to be rubble in a few years, and it was just 40 years later. Jesus taught that the church was not bricks and mortar, but flesh and blood. When the Jesus movement was changing the known world in the first two centuries after his resurrection and ascension, there were no churches, Christian churches, or temples, or basilicas, or cathedrals. The church was millions of followers who met almost clandestinely in people's homes. It was only when the church became the Holy Roman Empire that the institution decided that God needed opulent cathedrals. The motivation wasn't divine. It's what human institutions do to centralize power and control masses of people. Jesus' successful paradigm was that of spirit-filled human beings, loving, serving, sharing in every home, every neighborhood, every business. God was released 
from a box of four walls and carried by flesh and blood temples everywhere in the world. Jesus was wherever his followers happened to be. In Jesus' paradigm, sacred space is now a coffee shop, the office, the the home, the pub, the park. It was wherever a believer filled with the spirit and truth was physically present in any moment. This is what Jesus meant when he said, hey, wherever two or three of you are, I'm there. That's the sacred space where you gather, which might be in a pub or a restaurant or a house or a backyard. The Holy Roman Empire put God back in a box. Then they made sure that only institutionally educated and approved class of elites were qualified to be God's representatives, where you had to go visit them in the box of the local church. Way too many people still believe that God is confined in that building on the corner and that only educated men in robes represent him. Today's chapter is also about God in a box. The Ark of the Covenant was literally a box that represented God's presence among the Hebrew people. Now, the Hebrews reduced the notion of God's holy presence to a good luck charm that would secure them a victory in yesterday's chapter. They were defeated, and the box was taken by the Philistines who put the Ark of the Covenant in the sacred space of their patron god, Dagon, underneath Dagon's statue. Now, Mesopotamian peoples at that point in history routinely saw battles as not just contests between peoples, but contests between deities. In their minds, the Hebrews' god was now subject to Dagon, sitting there beneath his statue. But here's the deal. God will never be contained inside a box of human design. The statue of Dagon fell, its head and its hands breaking off. Now, this was significant because heads, hands, limbs were often cut off and brought home by victorious armies as proof of victory and a way of tallying up the body count. This omen is something the Philistines would have instantly understood. There was also a plague of tumors that broke out among the Philistines, which is ironically the outcome God warned his own people about in Deuteronomy chapter 28, should they stray from his ways. So in the quiet this morning, I'm reminded that if I truly believe what Jesus taught, then my home office, where I'm recording these words, right now, right here, is sacred space because God's spirit indwells me. And I take him with me everywhere I go today. God's temple isn't a building. It's my body. And that should change my perspective on everything in my daily life. I hope you have a great weekend. My friend, we'll be back here to continue our trek through 1 Samuel 